All right, everyone, welcome back to Quick Sticks, your source for RMU men's and women's lacrosse um, at, our, at RMU. Uh, and it's been a while. It's been a couple, uh, it's been two weeks since our last episode was our original pilot episode. Um, but we're, we're back in the swing of things. I'm Owen Kreps uh, here as your as your host. I'm joined by Nate Breisinger. How you doing, Nate? Doing pretty good. And Ben. You know, quite a while since March 10th was the last time we recorded one, but some action took place, and I'm ready to get back into things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, men's and women's lacrosse are, you know, under the radar, arguably one of the best programs, both programs on campus right now, and they're tearing it up this year. Um, women's struggling a little bit against a uh, uh, game we'll talk about later, but they're getting back on their footing, going into conference play. Men's, of course, um, you know, making that long road trip out to Colorado and we'll get to that game later as well. But real quick, uh, we didn't have an episode last week and there was a reason for that. And now, now that it's been a couple days, um, we'll, we'll come out and give you guys the story again. This isn't a, this is an RMU men's and women's lacrosse podcast, not a uh, podcast about our lives, but still uh, just a quick tidbit of information. We were covering women's hockey. It was Nathan and me as well. We went up to Erie to cover uh, women's hockey um, for you know their NCAA tournament game, and afterwards we did a stand up um, where RMU lost five one, um, and Nate was just filming me um, with my phone, and and we were just gonna put it on Twitter, right? And I put my backpack down, you know, to obviously film the skit or the skit or whatever you want to call it, and we look back and it wasn't there. And after uh, looking at the security cameras and you know talking with the police, it was officially stolen. And um, my laptop and, and wallet were in there, and it's it's been an interesting week. Um, and you know, Nate was there as well, and it was definitely an experiment. So that why the experience. So that's why there was no podcast last week. Um, but and again, just real quick to to overview what this podcast is going to be like. If we have any listeners from Stack the Pads, this is going to be similar to that. And hopefully next week we'll get our first ever guest, um, whether that be a player or media professional, someone that's related to the team. Um, but you know, we're, we're kind of trying to find our footing after, after last week. Yeah, it was definitely unfortunate what happened and apologize for you for, um, getting some of your stuff stolen, but you know, mistakes happen. And for us, I guess, learn from it from obviously not leaving something unattended. Um, but again, we learned from it. It happened, but we're back again and getting ready to keep rolling with the, the cross podcast. Absolutely. And lacrosse is the main focus of this podcast. So let's quit talking about us and we'll go straight into that. Men's lacrosse versus Air Force on March 13th. They won 14 to 13. This was a huge win um, against a rival. I mean, obviously men's is not in a division this year. Um, not until next next season that will happen, but still Air Force, a good rival. Just with RMU from a school perspective, um, RMU led 11 to 5 at the half in this one. Um, and they scored eight goals in uh, in the second half, um, five straight goals. Uh, also, also, and then seven of the Colonials had points. Jimmy Perkins had four goals. He led the team. He's having a great year. Um, six points um, as well. Ryan Smith. He had his fifth hat trick of the season. What more can you say about him? And then Liam Rosenthal. He got 17 saves. Uh, it was a, a 567 save percentage in back to back starts. Um, but what was uh, the your takeaways from this this game, Nate? I mean, there's an obvious one we haven't mentioned yet, but yeah. Well, I mean, for, first off, I mean, I don't know if this is what you're going to mention, but the uh, the weather was definitely 
a factor up in Colorado for this game. Snow was coming down, and they actually they were going to move the game indoors, but then they ended up keeping it outdoors and just had to deal with the weather. Both teams started off slow, but got acclimated to it in the in the end. And Arm, you jumped ahead, but Air Force came started coming back, but the Colonials were able to weather the storm and just keep the Falcons from you know completing that comeback. And this is a you know. It was a it was a comeback for the Falcons, but I mean, more or less, RMU controlled a lot of the game until they started coming back. But you know, the Colonials was continuing to to showcase their performances, fourteen to thirteen close victory. But again, it was it was more of uh, RMU had you know, a great start after you know things started to pick up after they everyone got adjusted to the weather and the, and the field situations. But RMU, I mean just their ability to withstand some of those comebacks. It's just everything they're getting thrown at in this season. I mean, so many di- different obstacles with them playing Duke and Notre Dame, those two tough opponents, high point as well, another ranked opponent, and then coming into Air Force, which isn't, in, isn't an easy foe either. I mean, they lost their last two games coming into this against Air Force, three and two now overall in that, you know, historical uh, matchup between the, these two teams. And, Army just able to come out in the end, and this will be, you know, it's a little precursor of what we're going to see next year in the ASUN conference as these two teams will go at it again. Absolutely. Um, my my, I got, I'm not going to do a player of the game, but if I had to, uh, Liam Rosenthal in this one, I couldn't imagine being able to see as a goalie, um, with all of that, you know, the weather, the snow, everything like that. Uh, moving on, men's lacrosse, men's lacrosse also played a very tough opponent in this one, uh, number nine Virginia, um, on March 20th, they lost. 14-12. However, they did compete, obviously, uh, off of the score alone with the number ninth uh, ranked team. This was a rematch of the 2019 NCAA first tournament or NCAA tournament first round, um, and they were losing 7-4 at the half. They were they were able to tie the game though on the second half at the 12-24 mark. Uh, that was Corson Keeley who scored. He also just hit um, 100 career points as well, and also had a hat trick in this game. He's also three goals shy of being a top 10 goal leader all time in RMU lacrosse. Um, Jimmy Perkins, seven points. Ryan Smith, of course, you know, tried and true, doing what he does best, just scoring. Three goals in this one, two assists, five points. Liam Rosenthal, nine saves. Really just a, a tough, a tough loss, but really one of those games you can take learning experience from, right? Yeah, exactly. This is again, you know, like I just mentioned, I mean, with the Duke and Notre Dame matchups. You want to take those those experiences and, you know, take them to your advantage. And especially, I mean, women's lacrosse has been doing it this year with taking that into, the, you know, mid-American conference play. But Colonials for the men's side haven't had the opportunity to play any conference games this year, being non-conference as they await their ASUN conference schedule for next year. But like you mentioned before with the game against Air Force and same with this one, Liam Rosenthal, three consecutive starts in a row as a sophomore. He has played pretty well and he was a – Again, a, a key figure in helping this team at least keep it close to make it only a 14-12 game. It was, like you said, they were losing 7-4 at half, and Colonials were able to put eight up in the second half and and be able to bring it into a closer contest, just sort of how Air Force did against Robert Morris a week prior. But um, Liam Rosenthal coming in for Ben Savick and sort of playing well and taking sort of the reins away from Savick and – He's been a guy I think the Colonials have looked towards now filling in that cage for them. And 
you know, he's been a, a big part so far in these te- these games that he came in against Notre Dame and then he played really well against Bellarmine and they won that one pretty big. And then obviously the Air Force game and now Virginia and Virginia is a, a, a tough cookie to play against. I mean, they're going to give you everything because they're, I mean, an ACC opponent and the ACC is damn good at lacrosse. And that's what they found out in this game as well. But RMU making it close once again. Yeah, really Liam Rosenthal looking to be, you know, kind of the next um, starting netminder for for RMU. He's a sophomore, though, um, kind of, you know, to take a book out of the women's page, get a, a person like Caitlin Miller, who has started every single game for the Colonials since she arrived on campus. Um, it's so important, not only in lacrosse, but in hockey and in, you know, soccer to have a stable goaltender that you can have come in your freshman or your sophomore year and take the reins over and be there because goaltending is not a position that you can just come into and just feel comfortable with. Exactly. And, you know, again, Rosenthal has done a tremendous job. And I mean, and that helps the Colonials too, because then they know that they have Ben Savick still as a senior who can slide in and, you know, who knows if he comes and plays in next game. But I mean, as of now, I mean, Rosenthal seems to be a guy they they continually go towards because that's just been, I guess, the theme and the feel of this team so far ever since that Notre Dame, you know, shellacking that they faced and, you know, got destroyed and then Rosenthal made an appearance. And since then, it's sort of been his cage to keep. Yeah. And uh, moving on to the women's uh, games that we have to, you know, catch up on. since It's been so long since our last episode, um, women's lacrosse uh, versus Cincinnati. They got whooped in this one, 16 to 7. Cincinnati scored the first or the first six goals of this game, and they led thirteen to three at the half. Um, obviously, RMU coming back a little bit there. Cleo Kerr, Melanie Gandy, two goals in this one. Caitlin Miller only four saves on thirty-nine shots, um, and then Jamie Keller came in with one save in twenty minutes. Your thoughts on this game and, and an upsetting loss for for women's lacrosse against a tough team, nonetheless. Again, this is one of those building blocks. I mean, they they won on a really tough road trip. I mean. Four straight games on the road with three coming, you know, in a shorter uh, time period, Notre Dame, Butler, and then Cincinnati that Wednesday right after those two. I mean, Notre Dame was on a Saturday. Butler followed on that Sunday, Cincy on that Wednesday. So, I mean, this was a a tough span for the Colonials. And, you know, they were able to win against Butler – and but Cincinnati just Cincinnati's a tough team as well. And they they came out ready. I mean, scoring those first seven goals, RMU just wasn't prepared. But if they, you know, if they were able to stay stride and stride with them from the start, I mean, it would have been a lot closer of a game. But Colonials just weren't able to get going early. Yeah. And uh, they move on to the MAC, finally get to actually have conference play starting up here uh, for, for women's lacrosse. Um, and they face Akron. Um, and they they destroy them. Um, you know, this is the first MAC game of the, of the season, and you know the woman they they really took it to them. They won fifteen to four. Uh, they scored the game's first ten goals. Twelve different players scored. Um, Jordan Anderson had three goals, and then a freshman uh, G, uh, Gianna Anthony scored her first goal. Caitlin Miller six saves uh, in forty one minutes. Jamie Keller got in as well, one save in eighteen minutes. Um, uh, pretty much anything uh, you couldn't expect a better start to the MAC. Yeah, I mean, this is actually the second game. They uh, they had Kent State a little bit earlier where they beat them. Yeah, where they beat them 18-3. to So, I mean, that's two games in the MAC so far where 
they've really just put a, a pounding on some of these teams, which is a very good sign as, you know, the Colonials. I mean, I had the opportunity to cover the game versus Akron and just watching them, they really just controlled possession basically the whole game. I mean, Akron luckily got a couple, you know, strikes on the board, but other than that, I mean, it was all RMU. Everyone took part in this game. Again, 12 goal scores for the Colonials. Everyone was factoring in. I had the, the chance to talk with head coach Katrina Silva after the game, and she was just saying how important it was for people to get involved and in talking about Gianna Anthony and a couple of other freshmen who have been, you know, key contributors to this team, whereas it's not just McKenzie and Melanie Gandy scoring all the time. It's people like Gianna Anthony or Jordan Anderson as well, a sophomore getting a few goals everyone up and down the lineup was helping this team out. And that's what they're going to need going in to Mac play as they go and finish their season off with, uh, I believe eight straight games and against Mac opponents. And that's actually going to work into their next game they have, which is against central Michigan because central Michigan is going to be their toughest opponent in the Mac. And if they're going to look to win a championship, I mean, just getting everyone to score and also, I mean, again, keeping Kent State to three goals, Akron to four goals, really good defensively for this Colonial squad. And that's something they're going to keep looking for in MAC play. And speaking of the MAC, uh, the overall standings uh, so far, RMU currently 2-0 tied with Central Michigan. At the beginning of the season, RMU was picked to finish second um, in the MAC, their first season in it as well. You mentioned the depth scoring. Um, is it – Something you think, I mean, we, we always talk about how great of a player Ryan Smith is. And the depth scoring on the women's team, is that something you think the men should be able to um, look at and improve on and, and something that they can take as a, as a learning uh, experience with their, their counterpart team on campus? Yeah, I think, you know, there's guys that pitch in on that team that, you know, have been there for a while. I mean, Austin Popovich, Ryan Smith – all, uh, a lot of those guys, Corson Keeley, but there, there's other guys that need to start stepping up. I mean, we've seen, you know, someone from the likes of Jake Boudreaux. He's also a senior, has been stepping in a little bit here and there to score for them. Uh, but there's, yeah, the, there's a lot more depth they can reach on this men's lacrosse side. I mean, against Virginia, they only had six people hit the score sheet for uh, in terms of goals. And, you know, there's – a lot of it's upperclassmen. So if they can start working in some of the younger guys, I mean, obviously all the upperclassmen are really talented and, you know, they're the reason why they're, you know, the men's across team so good. But if they can start working in the, the younger guys, just like the women's across team does, that can just help this team, not only this year, but just moving forward once, you know, people like Ryan Smith and Jake Boudreaux, Austin Popovich, Perkins, all those guys leave. You've you got to start working in these freshmen and sophomores more often, and that's exactly what the women's across team is doing. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, just to recap records real quick, women's across is 6-2 and two overall, 2-0 and oh in the conference, and then men's 3-4 and four overall, and they're obviously not in a conference this year. Um, so right now we'll move on to the, just the overall news. Um, and, you know, a quick little update here. This Saturday against Drexel, men's lacrosse will be adding a game at 4 p.m. This will be on the road. Um, and then other than that, uh, in terms of quick news and updates, uh, Shea McCardle and Cleo Kerr both earned MAC uh, Players of the Week recognition. Um, Cleo Kerr, Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, back on March 15th, Shea McCardle, this week's Defensor Player of the Week. And then on the men's side, 
Um, you know, we can't go any longer without talking about how much of an impact Ryan Smith has had. Um, he is the USILA Dynamic Division Player of the Week on March 9th. And then on March 11th, he was named the 2021. How do you say that, <laughs> Nate? Tawaratan? Yeah, Tawaratan men's watch list. Yeah, when that's the essentially the equivalent of the Heisman um, or the Hobie Baker of lacrosse. 55 total players have been named to this, um, and 54 um, are not named Ryan Smith. Um, Alex Hager um, was you know former Colonial named to this list in 2018 and 19. Uh, and then uh, Kyle Matisse is the only other Colonial to go uh, to the second round of this. Uh, he also did that in 2011 and 2012 um you know and then also jimmy uh jimmy perkins and ryan smith as well were named candidates for the 2021 senior class award um one of the uh or two of the 20 candidates as well um how important do you think this does in solidifying ryan smith's legacy as arguably the greatest men's lacrosse player of all time for rmu well i mean you have a little bit lower in, in our notes but uh smith currently you know, fifth nationally in goals and points, 10th in assists. I mean, he definitely can move on to the second round, if not further into this, you know, Tawaritan award. But, I mean, becoming he, – he is one of the top players in, in all of lacrosse right now. And, you know, a reason why men's lacrosse has been successful over the past few years and leading to NEC championships back the last two seasons, you know, getting to the NCAA tournament as well. Smith has been all there, a part of this team, and, you know, obviously getting drafted last year into the NLL. But if he can, you know, continue to get ahead in this, you know, awards list, you know, it really does solidify his name. I mean, he already is – he's 10 points. He's, he has 185 points, and he's 10 points from the 195 mark that is held by Trevor Moore for the all-time career points in men's lacrosse history here at Robert Morris. Uh, he's a bit further away in goals – He's 16 away from Trevor Moore in that. He has 118 compared to 134 that Trevor Moore had. But, you know, he just continues to prove what he's meant to this Colonials team. And if he can be recognized as one of the best players in all of lacrosse, that's just, you know, it's the icing on the cake. I mean, he's already known as one of the best in the nation and at RMU. But if he can go ahead and, you know, potentially win that Tawaritan award, I mean, there it is. I mean, just, again, icing on the cake for him. Absolutely. Um, um, on the flip side of things, you obviously have the Gandy twins um, for women's lacrosse. You did a story on them as well. Um, and also, what that uh, publication that I got published on? Lacrosse. It was, it was, yeah, U.S. Lacrosse Magazine. It was in there. So, I mean, that's a, a pretty well-followed and respected publication in the lacrosse community. So, well, Nice. Um, and then, you know, of course, Gandy, of course, um, she's so close to breaking several program records uh she needs seven goals and 12 assists um for most all time in you know goals and assists uh melanie is just 10 assists shy of breaking the all-time record uh, as well and then kelly colgrove needs 20 cause turnovers uh for 12th uh or to pass colleen o'donnell who graduated in 2012 uh for the most in program history um but yeah there's a lot of you know you mentioned all time you've, you've said in, the, in this podcast all-time leaders, awards. We've said those words a lot. These are good teams, and they have a lot of good players on them. But, you know, as a student at Robert Morris as well, it doesn't seem like they're getting enough recognition. Um, what do you? Why do you think that is? And what steps need to be taken for, for lacrosse on campus 
to be taken, you know, as seriously as a, as a football or a men's basketball, um, which, you know, we'll be honest, it's, not, it's probably not going to happen um, to be as popular as those sports. Cause just, that's just America. America is more invested in those sports. Um, but lacrosse is still a very popular sport. Um, but what, what steps do you think um, need to be taken for lacrosse to be viewed as, as the one of the top sports on campus, because it is technically when you look at the the what they've produced in the past, you know the, the NEC titles, the players in the NLL. The NLL is the lacrosse league, the your national lacrosse league. That that's not like the ECHL in hockey, where where some of the men's players go to, or no, no discredit to them, but you know this is the top top league. Um, but yeah, what steps do you think need to be taken for lacrosse to you know get more of a recognition here on campus? I mean, you said it best in terms of it's so tough because basketball and football get all the recognition on a lot of campuses across the country, unless you're maybe a Duke or a Notre Dame that, you know, a lot of people look at their, you know, Notre Dame, people look at their hockey team or lacrosse team, Duke, everyone's eyes are on lacrosse as well. Um, in terms of Robert Morris, I mean, I don't know what much else to do because you know, there's players that are putting up the numbers. There's players that are going professional for both men's and women's in terms of also just putting up the numbers and and playing tremendously well. I mean, last year, women's started five and two, and now they're six and two to start this season with, you know, the MAC championship right in their sights. I mean, with only potentially one team stopping them, and I think that's Central Michigan, like I mentioned earlier. Maybe it's a championship, but, I mean, there's not much else I think this team really can do. And, I mean – Ryan Smith going for, you know, the national lacrosse player in the country if, if he can win that. But this team has done whatever it can. And I don't think, you know, a lot of people are still taking it, you know. I guess my question is, I guess my question is more of what do, the, like, the, the fans and the students need to do? Because, it's again, it's it's not their fault that, you know, they're yeah. not getting that recognition. It's, it's more of, you know, not getting the recognizability. Yeah, I mean uh, – uh, I mean, right now, the, the stadium's open for fans and students to go. Also, I think, you know, potentially it could be more of a university. Just the university, Robert Morris, just needs to maybe do a little bit more promoting for this team. I mean, when you're walking around campus, you, unless you're on social media or something, I mean, you don't really hear much about the lacrosse teams. If they did a little bit more promoting, I'm sure people would go and watch, like, hey, Ryan Smith's one of the best lacrosse players in Colonial's history. He's one of the best lacrosse players in the nation. Mackenzie and Melanie Gandy are one, two of the best lacrosse players in the nation on the women's side. Go check these players out. If there was a little bit more promotion maybe from the university or a little more connect between the the teams and the students, I mean, maybe they would get a lot more recognition on campus. And even us as, as student journalists as well, we'll definitely look to try and increase, increase the popularity of this, of this team overall. But – um, that'll wrap it up for this one. And hopefully um, we'll have a guest on next week, um, either for men's or women's lacrosse. And, you know, they're having a great season so far up next for, for both teams. Uh, the women, they are in action next. Um, they just had a game postponed against Detroit, Michigan. So they're up on March 7th or 27th, which is this Saturday at 1 PM against central Michigan, which will be a very big game for them. Uh, and then on the men's side, um, they'll be up against Drexel, which is the game that just got scheduled in uh, this Saturday at four as well. So both teams playing at Saturday um, and none of them are at home. So uh, we'll give you guys the recaps next week and hopefully have a guest on us while we do it for Nate Bracinger and Owen Kreps. Thank you all for tuning in for the C. Uh, I almost said stack of packs there for the quick sticks podcast. And we'll see you guys next week.